Hey everybody, it's time once again for the Pod Podopolis cast, the weekly podcast where we leap without taking a look at a new episode of Webster. I'm your host, Caliban, and joining me as always, the ma'am to my George, my co-host, Mikan Hanna. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. It is great to have you here again. And uh, uh, actually, before we get started, I have to say, um, as I seem to have to say every show now for the last year or so, uh, this is a show about the sitcom Webster that ran on ABC from 1983 to 1987 and then in first-run syndication from 87 to 89. It's not yes. about the former Donald Trump foreign affairs advisor who was convicted of lying to the FBI no. during the Russia investigation. Why would we even do a show about that? I, don't, a, I have I no idea. We get some of the weirdest comments on Twitter. But anyway, yes, yes. This is a show, a podcast about Webster, the amazing, groundbreaking sitcom yes. starring Emmanuel Lewis as the title character, the orphaned boy, Webster Long, and Susan Clark and Alex Karras as Catherine and George Papadopoulos. That's right. The couple that adopts him. Yes. And this is an exciting episode for us. It's also a sad episode for us. Um, it, it really it's is. It's kind of bittersweet. This is the series finale of Webster. I'm, I can hardly I'm, believe it. I'm kind of tearing up just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't. You start, I'll start. and then I, I know. And then we'll just never stop. Totally out there. We will drown this place like the Papadopoulos' uh, house when they had a flood in the basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about that episode. That was last week. Right. We're talking about this episode, which is, boy, I mean, six seasons 149 episodes up to this point. Yes. We've covered them all. And today, on the last episode... 150. ...of the Pod Podopolis cast... Yes. ...we finally get to see the series finale of Webster. Episode 150, Web Trek. I can't believe it. I, I know. It's it's just been such a, a long and, and rewarding road. I, I I just can't even imagine what this episode is going to be like. It, I mean, it's the... The pen, no, it's the ultimate episode. Yeah, it's not penultimate the penultimate was the last. You're, <laughs> last you're week. right. It was the flood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward. It's been such to, a journey. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how we get to say goodbye to these. Characters. I know, I know. I, I can't even imagine how we're gonna do it, and I, we'll talk about either. our speculations in a little bit. Okay. But you're right; it has been such a long journey. Uh, it doesn't feel long though. I mean, it's no, just flashed by. It really has, and so warm and just. Every episode of this show, uh, that's why we're doing this. We want people to know about it and just get it out there. Uh, people of a certain age, uh, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to age myself here. No, no, of course People not. of a certain age are familiar with this show. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it hasn't had the same sort of impact with, I don't want to blame it on millennials. Millennials aren't killing Webster. No, but no. Blame it on younger people who haven't had a chance to really interface with this. You mm -hmm. know, it's out there. You can see it on MeTV, but it hasn't had the kind of impact. And so that's why we've wanted to talk about it, just to reiterate our mission statement. Just talk about this show. Get it out there. The sort of warm family-based comedy that you just don't see these days. No, you really these, don't. And I don't have anything against these other, the magicians. Oh, we've got magic. Right. Or we're sexy magicians <laughs> or something like that. That's, that's fine. But this right. is just something from an earlier era, you know? It's... I don't want to say it's comfort food, but it is kind of comfort well, food. I mean, not that of... you know Catherine can make any food. No, uh, we clearly know not. Her, but no. yeah, remember the episode that she was went on the cooking show, cooking contest. Yes, that didn't go too well. No, uh, I've never seen this episode. Um, I've kind of been Me afraid either. to watch it. You know, as we've been going through, we've been seeing these week by week. A lot of these I saw when I was younger. A lot of them I picked up on my own. But it's hard to see every episode of a show, especially oh, yeah. if there's 150 episodes. Yeah, definitely. And I've kind of been putting it off. I've been afraid to watch it. I mean, it's the last episode ever I of know. Webster. I it's, know. It's my favorite show. You know, it's yeah. It's hard to face. I feel kind of like uh, Webster in episode five, you know, way back in the beginning. 
you know, saying goodbye was the episode. Oh my God, uh, that's one of my favorites. George and Mam have to explain to him that his parents are dead. He doesn't understand it. He just thinks that they've gone away. He's just yes. this five year old little kid. Yeah. And having to see him face that, you know, like we said, this is a show that's a lot of fun. And what's Jerry up to? And what's Papa Papadopoulos right. doing? But it's also confronting these these issues. Uh, like kids learning about death, you know, he couldn't wrap his head around. I it. cried so much on that episode. Yeah, it's rough, and it we'll talk rough. about some of our favorite episodes in just a little bit. But like Webb, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the fact that we've made it through six seasons and 149 episodes. Of I know, Webster, and now we're at 150, and it's almost over. I, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, we we've watched Webb grow up, you know, throughout the series. Well, I, mean, and, well, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it never got too big. But. No, no. <laughs> Which I, I feel kind of bad about, you know, like we don't really, Emmanuel Lewis hasn't really talked about it. And yeah, like, I mean, we talked about this, you know, in our opener for the start of season six is that um, part of the frustration with and part of what led ultimately to the show not going on right. was Emmanuel Lewis's frustration with playing being a kid. So much younger than he actually is. Yeah, literally graduating from high school and he's still yes. playing a young child, which he does immaculately i mean he I does. Know his physicality helps but he's just somebody who you just believe that he is this sweet guileless you know kid he's just got the greatest smile yes you know oh, i mean absolutely. just would win anybody over yeah yeah and it's not you know it's not emmanuel lewis's fault i sympathize with him yes. but at least they gave us six solid years you know, of this great show yeah I agree. we'll get to the episode that we're going to talk about web trek in a yes. little bit but first i thought it might be fun to take a look at where we've been and talk about our top five Webster comments. Yes. Let's say we could do top 10. We could do top 100. But, you know, we'd right. be here all day. Yeah. That'd be a whole nother show. So, yes. you know, Webb was five years old when he came to live with George and Catherine. So that's what we'll go with. Let's take five. So yes. what are your top five Webster uh, moments? They don't have to be in particular numerical order. Mine are from mm, five to one. But that's just me. Uh, mine, mine are actually in order. Um and I, I guess I just kind of picked from, like, the earlier seasons. I don't know. They just really got to me. Yeah. Um, we always remember our first Webster. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and one that you actually already mentioned, saying goodbye. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that was my, mm-hmm. one of my first, my so first choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just – his performance in that is just so great, and it's just it just pulls at your heartstrings. It's heartbreaking. It, it is. The way that he even – and then he was oh, – what was he? About like 10 or 11 at that Something point. Something like that. Um, the the way that he can just you see his heart break, and but the way that even a child who, that young and precocious in, in the best way mm-hmm. um, can just show that without having to go oh no ma'am why you know right. the way that he can just live in that moment you know even as a young actor and the director Zwick you know he knows what he's doing like he keeps it on Emmanuel Lewis yes they they carried up picked him up and carried him to the set that day and put him in his mark and he just he knows how to embody that and we see those emotions go through we see him lose his parents all over again yes and we get a little more I don't want to take your thing. And this isn't one of mine. I could do a million of them. But I know. We do I know. get a little more background later on in that season, you know, in the episode Travis, which I believe is episode nine, where we actually find the reason, find out the reason why Travis and Gert Long decided to leave Webster to the Papadopoulos, to George. Right. But I don't, you can go back in our archives for that one. Way, right. way back. I don't right. know if the show format was completely different, but uh, yeah, you can find it back in our archives. Um, here's my number five. Uh, it's episode one, 144. Pretty late in the game, Ticket to Ride, and I'll tell you why. This is the episode, of course, where Webster gets his bike 
and he's tooling around town and he gets a ticket from uh, a cop. Oh, yeah, I remember this and one. And this yep. is an episode. It's, you know, about mistaken identity, but in a lot of ways, it's about profiling. It's about yeah. racial profiling. Yeah, it really if is. He was a white, if he was Rob, if he was a white kid, he would not have gotten that ticket. Yeah. And this is in 1989. Now, Fresh Prince, of course, did their famous episode in 1990, Mistaken Identity, about Will and Carlton getting pulled over on their way to Palm Beach. Right. Right, in the, in the Mercedes. Th- they beat him by a year. Yeah. Already this was on their minds. You know, this is a fun, warm family show, and yet they are still tackling yes. these. I mean, Ben Vereen's on the show. You know what I mean? Like I they, know. They, they understood this. They I wanted know. this racial element, and I think it's just it's just so forward thinking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. I mean, they basically, you're welcome, Fresh Prince, for your entire show. You, know? <laughs> you, can, thank, you can thank Webster for that. Yes. Uh, what's your number four? Um, number four. Four for me is uh, the Uncle Philip episode. The first time we oh, see okay. Uncle Philip. Mm-hmm. This is not actually, the first time we see Ben Vereen. No, <laughs> this is actually Ben Vereen's second time, right? Because he played himself the first time in that's entertainment. A little, little bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit confusing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I really like. I really feel for him that moment when like George like accuses him of being a junkie because he found a syringe in the bathroom that one time. Right. And then he pulls out his his diabetes kit and there's a syringe in there and it's like i'm just trying to live and it's like yeah wow yeah check yourself george yeah exactly and then i know yeah but here's the here's the weird kind of like dissonance with this like it's like he seems like he's okay with him after that like george is like oh he's not a junkie he just has diabetes i guess i'm okay with him but Supposedly, he wasn't really there for for Travis. Uncle Philip's a complicated character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, is George really okay with him now, or or is well, he still kind of the, wary? Of yeah. Him? Well, he has to be. I mean, that's part of the depth of the character in presenting him as somebody who, and that's that's what's so great about. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly who wrote that. It's probably The Sunshines, but. Uh, having a character like that where he will become something of an adversary, especially at the end of season one where he is yes. trying to win custody of Webster. But right. we see him immediately. We think Ben Vereen. It's Ben Vereen. Like, this is like the nicest, you know, it's Mr. Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and he comes on, but we got to give us a little bit of, oh, I don't know about this guy. And then, oh, no, our our problems, our, our, our concerns are assuaged here. Right. But there is a problem here. Right. And it is that, you know, Uncle Philip is a little flighty and he's a little he, grabby. Yeah. And he thinks that Webster should live with him, you know, on the south side of Chicago. And the Papadopoulos are against this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that is. Perhaps with good reason, because, you know, Uncle Philip, he. He's, he's not a, he's a great guy. He's very talented. Yes. Not a stable household. No. And he even, uh, in the episode Uncle Philip, he even talks to Webster one-on-one and he tells him he's like a gypsy and he's like, you know, well, do you do you know what a gypsy is? We, could, we would say gypsy. I, I know. Right, right. I, it's not necessarily stereotypically correct anymore. Yeah. But he basically explained to Webster that he has to go wherever the show is. Yeah. You know, and exactly. that he's in order to pay his bills. And Webster so cutely says, you can have my money. You can stay in my room. Right, right. Doesn't yeah. work that way, Web. Sleep Sorry. on my bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it's hard to. It, I mean, we get a lot of um, fantasy episodes. You know, as the show goes on, especially in season six. Um, there's a oh, lot yeah. of Webster daydreams. We get to get out of the apartment or the of the house a little more. But I, I would have liked to have seen one where Webster imagines what it would be like to go on the road with you with know, Uncle Philip. Uncle Philip, if yeah. that, he took that path, because he's quite the little singer and dancer himself. He is. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to give you my number four. We got to keep going here. Sure. Uh, my number four is episode 135, Heaven. This is, of course, when Webster's turtle dies. Oh, yes. And when his friend tells him that the turtle won't be in heaven. Yeah, that's kind of mean, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And it's that's the sort a really of really harsh thing to th- say. I know this is a show that tackles racial politics. It tackles, you know, parenting and surrogate parenting. And many, many times it tackles religion. But for me, this is the most cutting one. This is even better, in my opinion, than uh, episode 31, uh, God Bless the Child, uh, where, you know, Webster is angry. He's angry at God. Yeah. When we uh, you have to face again the fact that, you know, his parents are, 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 are gone. Dead. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that in this episode, Heaven, like, he's being confronted by this idea. Now, this kid, who is this kid? John the Baptist. He doesn't know who's going to be in Heaven. He doesn't know what it's like. Mm-mm. But it's. Tackling this sort of racial, uh, racial, we're already doing that, this religious tension you know, that comes between, I believe this, I believe that, and in America, we're supposed to respect everybody's beliefs, and we see this in microcosm, because he's small, it's Webster. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make those jokes anymore. I it's know. the last episode. i got to get them all out. But we, we see him really face down that, you know, and ultimately come to his own kind of conclusion about what's going to happen in heaven when we die, that he's happy with, but... We just see him grow by leaps and bounds. Mm, yeah, we do. Definitely. What about your number three? My number three is actually uh, season two, episode uh, five, episode five of that season, mm-hmm. um, Burnout, when he accidentally okay. burns his apartment sure. down. Sure, that's a classic one. Yeah, that's uh, a, a very special episode of yeah. Webster. Yeah, it is. Um, it's really, I mean, is there something particular that really, because I can think of something that, that got me. Um. Well, he didn't do it intentionally, but he played with the chemistry set after right. Catherine and George told him not to. Right. And it Although George caught, was kind of gassing him up on it. Though. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, in, and it caught fire in his closet, and he he knew that he started it, but he didn't know how to tell That's Catherine a, yeah. and George. Yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, Catherine talks about how there was a little girl who yeah, wanted this, to know this is where I thought we were going. Yeah. Yeah. This who wanted is a to weird know thing. what was down below the elevator shaft in an apartment building. Right. So she lit a match. Right. And for she's telling the story like it's just some random little girl. And yeah. then Webster Because was the like, elevator shaft was open for uh, maybe they were working on it. I, I can't know. remember what it was, but and what were these camping matches? Yeah, I have no How idea. How do you light a match and throw it three stories down a I elevator know. shaft and it's still lit? I know. And and then like Webster was like, was the little girl okay? And she was like, I was Web, I was, yep. you know. Yep. And like she starts crying and she's comforting him, and it's like she's like never told anybody this. Yeah. So it's, like she's lived powerful. with that. Yeah. For her entire life, she didn't tell anybody that she started that yeah. fire. Which is probably good. I think she might be wanted for arson. Yes. <laughs> It does seem which is is not is not funny. I'm sorry. I no, shouldn't be laughing. It's, well, it's not. It's <laughs> no. not. But it's probably better that the show didn't follow up on that. Maybe if there was a season seven, it would have been knock 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 on the door. Uh, right, Catherine. Uh, well, n- now Papadopoulos. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, of course, uh, maybe you're thinking about that because, of course, our trivia question from last week is about burnout, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. Uh, so going through the list here, uh, number three, uh, my number three pick is um, episode 85, uh, Kiss Me Kate. Uh, this is the one, if you remember, where um, George's friend, his former teammate, um, makes a pass at Catherine. And it's right. more than a pass. Like he, 
he grabs her. You know, he waits until George is out of the house and like essentially assaults her. And Webster sees it all. And I remember this specifically um, seeing this one first run uh, when sure. I was a child. Yeah. And this having, you know, an effect on me mm-hmm. and making me really wonder, you know, how men are supposed to relate to women and respect women. And it's really like a pillar of, you know, I, what I think is hopefully I'm respectful to women. But I think back to this sometimes. Right. You know, how scared yeah. Catherine was and how scared Webster was and how this jerk just kind of ruined everything. Yeah. Um, he was a real jerk. About In a too. lot of ways, it's it reminds me a lot of um, episode thirty eight, the the uh oh feeling. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. and the same thing. Another very special episode. Yeah, another yeah. Well, they're all special episodes. Uh, yeah, You're kidding me? I know. Uh, where you know Webster, uh, his friend is uh, being uh, molested essentially yes. by this teacher, and so having that same sort of I feel like I've seen something adult I feel like I, I don't understand and even as a child you think do I do I say something do I do something right Is it even my what business? what can I do yeah. what can I say to change this yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. make it better I should have mentioned that Emmanuel Lewis is a is a great guy, of course. He yes. still is. Yes. And he does a lot of charity work. And yes, we've he does. We talked about it before. I want to remind people that he works um, specifically with the uh, Dreamcatcher Charitable Foundation, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is provides support and addresses um, uh, situations and problems unique to First Nation communities. Yes. So, uh, and, check him out at dcfund.ca. And he specifically, the, the charity specifically is aimed to help the elderly and young kids. Yes. So um, it's a it's a really great organization. Um, Emmanuel Lewis just continuing to do great work. Yep. So absolutely. Give me a number two. Uh, my number two is uh, moving on season oh, two yeah. episode six. So this is the one right after burnout. Yep. And uh, they go to look at this house to rent it, and uh, and they, it's it's a little weird. It is a little weird. Like yeah. they walk in and like there's nobody there, and George ultimately just wants to leave yeah he wants to leave right away but then we kind of get our first glimpse of the parkers who you know i love yeah um i'm big big fan of the parkers um and uh we get to see cassie and, and bill um and, and they're introduced in in the uh the intro for yeah. this episode yeah. so like it's like oh who are these new characters oh, we got new cast members i know yep and we don't see jerry in the opening credits anymore yeah which is kind of weird yeah well <laughs> he still pops he's, up. He's still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Call your agent. Right. <laughs> Jerry. Right. But it, it was really great to see the Parkers. And then, like, it was really kind of creepy, weird house in a way. Because, yeah. like, uh, Emmanuel Lewis, like, like Webb, like, he he's like, oh, I want to go on the swings. Can I go, you know. Well, they actually, they go upstairs before and they tell them not to. Yeah. And they they find a dollhouse that's There's just like some their house. In this house yeah. And then like Webb is looking at through a keyhole and he thinks he sees a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he pretends that he's going outside on the swings when the adults go in to have coffee in the kitchen. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, and <laughs> a little devious. Yes, he finds like this trap door. If you were a little kid, right, and yeah. you are bad situation, uh, you're now living with a family that's a new family. But you move into this giant house in the big backyard, and then there's like secret doors and secret panels passageways? in the house. Yeah, like, this is a dream come true. Yeah, I know. And so then he's in in the basement, and he then goes up the step ladder that goes all the way up to the daughter's room, and then it's it's not her; it's a doll. Right, right, right. But he can't get out. He's like locked in there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, they figure out where he is, and they they find him, and they let him out. But yeah, it's it's kind of a weird, creepy introduction to them, and then we find out that their daughter has like 
ran away five years prior. Yeah, well, well, we'll learn more about that yeah. as the show goes on, as we know. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I like the fact that the show is not... It shows you how fun it can be to be a kid. And I don't feel like it's like shaking its finger, you know. It, right. it rewards kids' curiosity. But it also says, be careful. You know, just be careful mm-hmm. when you're crawling through that passageway in that weird right. <laughs> townhouse right. in Chicago. <laughs> uh, my uh, number two is episode 26, uh, kind of an earlier one, uh, Knock Knock. This is like one where it, it could have gone really wrong, but I felt like they approached it really sensitively and... That's why it's like important. This is the one, of course, where um, Webster and um, his little friend see each other naked. Right. And it's, you know, it's this show tackles arson. You know, it tackles uh, drug use and it tackles uh, they're going to try to tear down the Trocadero every other week. You know, there's always these things that are that are problems, but it always attacks them with that warmth and understanding. And you've got this thing that is totally innocent. But if you Catherine has to like now explain to um, to um, the the his friend's mother, uh, yes. Like it's just it's totally honest. It's fine. You know, she doesn't want Webster to get a bad reputation. It's like with this thing that's like, oh boy. I mean, it could happen to anybody. It really could. Uh, but the way that they deal with it, it could have got salacious. You know, this isn't different strokes here. Okay, this is Webster. <laughs> this is Webster. Yes. So. Uh, th- that was a, a good one for me. What about you? Uh, this is your number one. Um, my number one, so is uh, in the family way, parts one and two, um, mm, season mm, yeah. two, episodes eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. This is when Catherine uh, gets pregnant, and she at first isn't sure if she wants it. She's like thinking about abortion. It's a show that deals with abortion. Yeah, yeah take and, that family ties. And then she decides that she really does want it, and then she ends up losing the baby. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. And this is after Webster has, in previous episodes, like asked them if they can order order a, a new brother or sister for him. Right. <laughs> he doesn't quite get it. No. But, yeah. And like at first he's like super excited about it. And then he talks to another kid who has younger siblings. And she's like, forget it. When they get a new kid, it's all about that new kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then he doesn't want the baby. And then when she's having trouble and like she feels like she's losing her baby, Webb thinks it's all his fault. Yep. And it's just heartbreaking. It's yeah. like, you didn't cause this. He's a bleeding heart, though. Yeah, That's he is. That's one of the reasons that we love him so much. Yeah, he's so empathetic. Yeah. Uh, my number one, this is a personal one for me, is, and honestly, like, it's not that special of an episode. Okay. It's just personal for me, uh, is episode number 80, uh, the Derby, uh, when George and Webster uh, do the Pinewood Derby sure. uh, thing. And, and it, it reminds me, I did a Pinewood Derby uh, with my dad, too. And just like uh, George did with uh, with Webb and in the show, uh, George is like, he's a man's man. You know, he's a he's a dude. He played football for many years. He likes cars and he likes working with his hands. So he knows what he has to do to make this car and he's going to make it perfectly. They're going to, you know, balance it and get the whole get the aerodynamics right. Right. And it just frustrates Webster. Like he just kind of gets sick of it. And eventually by the end of the episode, he just builds his own. And it's what you would expect a car made by. A young child to look like, be. yeah, like it's it's crappy, but it's his. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. And uh, I did a Pinewood Derby uh, with my dad, you know, when I was younger. Um, and there are people who are super enthusiasts. They, yes, they, they they buff it out, you know, and they've got like, you know, I don't know, glowing lights on it and things, and then like shiny paint, chrome paint jobs and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. And like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do but like my dad took my design ideas and we just took a miter box and just made it very simply as kind of blocky kind of car 
Uh, and I won. I won first place. That's awesome. I beat like 20 other guys. That's so cool. Car. Yeah, like first time out. So that just, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's that feeling that you get yeah. from Webster, you know, of, of family. And yeah. That's just what it reminds Togetherness. me Togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got the family, of course, the Papadopoulos's, but there's been so many great guest stars uh, on the show who have yes. been on, you know, from Ben Vereen, of course. Of course. Uh, over and over again, seeing him, uh, Diane Carroll, and the, the Jets, the Four Tops. A lot yeah, of musical the Four acts. Tops. A lot of I musical know. acts yeah. in this. Yeah. And sports stars like JoJo Starbuck and Patrick Ewing and uh, a lot of great uh, stars. Uh, Ron Reagan. Remember Ron Reagan came on? <laughs> uh, which, uh, I don't know. I think like Ron Reagan's too hot to be on a show these days. I'm not sure that he would be on anything. Right. But why did Nancy never come by? I have no idea. Right? Yeah. Webster was never... That's just what's so great about Webster is that their messages are so much more subtler than just say no. Right. You know, like you have Nancy show up on, I don't know, Growing Pains or something like that because Boner is, you know, doing rails or something and they got to right. get him out of there. Right. I feel like Webster the, Webster is an anti-drug. Like, he would never do this. Right. And, but he could run into Nancy Reagan on a campaign stop in sure. Chicago or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. If the show had continued for at least one more season, what guest do you think would have been on the show? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um... I don't know, like, um, their parent company is, is Paramount, so maybe um, somebody else who has, like, a Paramount connection, like, maybe from their films or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of any, like, specific examples. Um, well, I mean, different, different network, but similar premise. I mean, what if, like, uh, you know... Different strokes. What if they like had like a crossover with Webster? Do you do you that. think that's a bad idea? Yeah. Okay. It's a, too similar. Inferior, yeah. It's come on. I mean, Webster perfected the different strokes formula. No, you're right. If anything, at you're all. right. Um, I was thinking there is that episode where um, uh, Webster, um, well, the family gets the uh, signed uh, Mike Tyson boxing gloves. Oh, yes, that's right. So I was thinking, you know, Webster. Meets Mike Tyson. Well, Mitt Webster smudges the the autograph, and of oh, course George right. is uh, upset about that. But yeah, maybe we could have him. It'd have to be fast. It'd have to be a fast turnaround because it was right around 1991 where Mike Tyson was getting in trouble. But if we did a fast turnaround on this in yes. the mid 90s, at the height of his powers, we have Mike Tyson come on, meet Webster, learn a lesson from Webster, and vice versa. And then here you go, kid, and he signs him like a new thing. Of, Get some gloves. Yeah, that's that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be like pre his sandwich making days, right? Are you talking about George Foreman? Oh crap, Not yeah, I am. Not a boxing fan. <laughs> that's okay. George Sorry. Foreman. George the Foreman would have been perfect. One. Okay. Yeah, that would have been great. Yes. He could bring George Foreman's, let's see, I think he was at one, two, and three at that point. So yeah. they could come on <laughs> and uh, play with Webster. I think that they would probably bully Webster. There's kind of a long history of mm. Webster. Um, and this is the maybe the one thing that I had a complaint about. I'd love to see Webster's just so open, you know, and like yes. friendly. You think that that would work for him, but maybe it's a sitcom trope. But he always seems to be running into kids. And the first instinct for those kids is here's a little kid. He's very small and right. young. So we can get his lunch money or we can, you know, push him around or something. Right. And, 
nine times out of ten, when Webster does win out, so I guess it's a, we need a plot for the episode, but yeah, and yeah. turns it around and they're friends. But I kind of feel like if George Foreman was friends with George Papadopoulos, sure, they're gonna hang the out, Georges. they're gonna have a beer in the backyard, yeah. Then Webster gets to meet George one, two, and three, right? And they're maybe a little, they play a little rough. Oh, I can you know, see we that. We can see a lesson about you know about not playing so rough, right? And, and being has more to run and hide in the staircase secret compartment <laughs> to get away from them, you know. But then he turns the tables on him. Yes. You know, in a, maybe in a pre-Home Alone kind I of I was way. thinking that. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Um, yeah. Anybody else that you would want to see? Any recording stars? Mm. I mean, he was such, such good friends with Michael Jackson. I'm I was just thinking that, that. Jackson was never on. I was just thinking that. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Michael's sister Janet. Oh, maybe Janet she Jackson, could come that, on. Of course. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And then they could jam together and dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, them dancing together. Would be great. Yeah. That's something else. Like, people don't... I wish I was more musical. I'd do a musical podcast all about Janet Jackson. People don't understand. Like, you try to tell kids these days about Janet Jackson. How big Janet Jackson she was. She was Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, and Beyonce. Lord, and, uh, and Be- well, <laughs> Queen B. <Bee. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Close. Uh, combined. She was all of those things. Yeah. It was all we was. had. Yeah. If you didn't like Madonna. <laughs> exactly uh, but we do though uh i want to give a shout out as always on this episode our last shout out to lakevious lacy on youtube who has many many episodes of webster up on her youtube account if yes. you want to go check them out and she's also got a ton of episodes of other great sitcoms from the era like amen 227 benson check them out uh and before we get to today's episode uh it's time to answer last week's trivia question. Yes. Brought to you, of course, by Shout Factory. Shout Factory, purveyors of wonderful classic DVD compilations. The first four seasons of Webster, available now on DVD from Shout Factory. There's a link in the show notes if you want to pick those up on Amazon. I love mine. I Absolutely. watch those now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're still, fingers crossed, that the two syndicated seasons will come to DVD. Yes. I know it's a little different the way the rights work and everything. I know they're working on it. Yeah. Um, the last two seasons not as strong as the uh, ABC. No, years. They're, um, they're not. The I syndicated mean, seasons, as the ratings will tell you. They we're trying some things, yeah. But you know, it's fun. They still give you that Webster glow, and they are totally worth owning. So check them out on Amazon. Now to the trivia question. This is a tough one. This is one of our toughest questions. Yes. Uh, the question, of course, was in episode twenty-seven, burnout. Webster accidentally burns the apartment down, mm-hmm. but George braves the fi- the fires to retrieve Webster's mementos of his parents. Family lost everything. Catherine is particularly sad she lost her phone book. What does George mention that he lost? That was the question. Oh. Did you know what the answer was? I, I know what the answer was. Okay, all right, all right, don't say anything. Okay. Uh, and we will uh, reveal right now that uh, superfan Melba Sweeney got the right answer. The answer, of course, was his fishing cap. His fishing cap with the with bass the bug feather. and the red feather. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and Melba is the only one that got it right. Uh, she's of course she's a friend of the show and host of her own podcast Casting with Mr. Cooper yeah. a great show you gotta check that out mm-hmm. uh, for getting the correct answer Melba wins the grand prize this is the best prize we've ever given out yeah I'm a little sorry to see it go uh, an original 7 inch single of City Connection oh nice Emmanuel Lewis's hit yes. song in the original Japanese oh this is an import 
Yes. Um, I can't really understand what he's saying. I can't either. In the song. And, and <laughs> I know a little. Gung-ho podcast. I know a little bit of Japanese, but I can't tell. Right. What yeah. Saying. But there is an English version. But this is the original Japanese. It's a collector's yes. item. Yes. Uh, and like I said, it's tough for me to part with it. I feel like the Papadopoulos's felt in uh, episode 131, Sail Away. Yeah. When they were going through all the things for the garage sale. Yeah. They were remembering all the good times. Exactly. That they had related to their stuff. But Melba has earned it. Great job, Melba. Send us your address so we can send you your record. Well, that was the last. That was the last trivia question. Oh, my god! going through all these lasts. I can't believe it. I know. I'm getting a little emotional here. Uh, I can't believe that we finally made it to the last episode of Webster. I know. We got to go through with it. Yeah. We got to make that tough Rip choice. Rip that band-aid off. Yeah, like Webster often has to do. Mm-hmm. Just like when Webster had to read his composition in front of the whole class in episode 21. Yeah. Dreamland. But yeah. he was getting nightmares over it. Yes. But eventually he went through it. And we have to go through it. Our nightmare yes, is here. Do. It's our last show in the last episode. Episode 150 titled Web Trek. It first yes. aired on the 10th of March, 1989. Now, Web Trek. We haven't seen the episode yet. No, we haven't. What do you think Web Trek's about? Gosh, I don't know. I, I think maybe Webster goes on some sort of journey. Um, and <laughs> no, yeah, you think? Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, maybe like the time that he ran that 6K and he just had to like finish it. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he goes on some sort of transformational journey and maybe we'll get a flash of like Webster in the future or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if you like, like in high school or maybe seeing yeah. in college. Yeah. 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 It'd be great to see it. Um, see him a little bit in the future. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to. See, I don't want to take your, this is kind of stealing your thing, but take it and run with it. Like, George is such a sportsman. Yeah. The plots in six, they're, they're getting a little more, I don't want to say ridiculous, but a little more outside. They're a little more out there. They love to do these, you know, big event episodes for mm-hmm. the end of the season. That's the end of the show. Maybe they go um, on a, like a dog mush. Maybe they go oh. on like a, I did a rod type sure. thing. They're going to take a, a trek. You know? Sure, yeah. go out here. With some dogs, and they're gonna. This will just be shot, like, you know, up on um, Mount Shasta or whatever. You know, you know right? What I mean? Like you can find California's great. There's a biome, and, you know, every ten steps. Yes. So we'll take it up to the mountains, a little bit of snow, uh, and uh, Webster will, you know, get lost because he's trying to find one of the dogs, maybe that got lost. And right. George has to get the rescue guys in of the helicopter, and Catherine, who we remember is very scared of helicopters, yes. from uh, the first episodes of uh, season four when they go to San Francisco. Yes, uh, she gets over that fear. She forgets all about it because she's trying to find Webster in this. Uh, I like rescue it. Rescue copter. Yeah. I don't, just that's just a guess. I don't really know. <laughs> well, anyway, it's time for us to leap without taking a look one last time. We're gonna watch Web Trek. We'll be right back with our thoughts. Until then, we'll leave you with the groovy strains of the Japanese version of City Connection and we'll be right back. What what was that? I I don't know what I just saw. It's I like, I I don't Okay, this is this is bad podcasting. This I, is bad I, air. I can't I, I can't this is explain. Dead air. We got Okay, all right. <clears throat> okay, so episode 150 of Webster. Yes. It's called Web Trek. I guess we should go through a plot summary. 
at the beginning, I, yeah. Webster is he's playing his video game. We know he loves video games. Yeah. This is all in character. Right. It's Galaxy Man. I don't think that that's a real video game, but I don't think anyway, so he's enjoying it. He's playing it. Yeah. And he's playing it in a lightning storm. So I'm thinking, oh, that tree that George is supposed to trim or have the people come and do it, it'll get hit, you know, it'll hit the house. Right. There'll be some the lights will go out, you know, Webster will be scared. No, that's not what happens. No. I guess the house gets hit by lightning and then Webster disappears. He's holding yeah. his joystick there, and he becomes sparkly. Yeah, there's like all these sparkles around him. Yeah. I and, don't I don't understand it. And what what are we supposed to even think? is happening here and he i i i i have no idea well he apparently is sitting down and then now he's standing up and holding his broken joystick right. and he is in the middle of this round this room it's it looks like the hotel uh, a lobby of a hotel a hilton yes and i guess it's a spaceship and there's all these people in like pajamas i and know so now he's in the future they're he's like, in like the 28th century or something they're like colorful pajamas yeah, i don't okay well anyway Okay, I get. I can roll with this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a fantasy situation. Okay, we. Okay. We were in the Wild West before. That's fine. Right. So that's where are we going with this? Right. So this guy pulls a gun on him. I guess it looks like a dustbuster, but he's just like pointing a ray gun. I guess at him. Right. Is he going to learn a lesson from this guy or something? And then he, this other guy like, comes out. He has no idea what's going on. This other guy comes out. And it looks like he's had massive head trauma. He's mm-hmm. got like. This scarred or like bony head. Yeah. And he's got like a thing like he just won the Miss America pageant. Yes. And he's he's a jerk. Like who is he supposed to be? Suddenly he's up in Webster's grill. He's like the fun police. Yeah. Oh, he this guy hates fun. He absolutely uh, positively like, hates fun. He's uh, they're on a spaceship. Is this like an alien spaceship? Is this a human spaceship? I mean, we're in the future, and he's he hates fun. And, yeah. And that guess guess what? Strap in. That's the rest of the episode. I I know. This is how we go out. The last episode of Webster is him just describing fun to this weird alien with the worst teeth. I right? Must be a British alien. Yeah, he must be. I can't I so, I don't I'm so bitter. I don't okay. Well, and then they they call Webster an intruder. Like he asked to come there. Yeah. And they scan him like the TSA. They're like they say, oh, he's unarmed. It's Webster have, would never carry a gun. No, he knows this. And they have like on their computer, they have this like like three sixty degree uh, angle like scan of him. Like, what are they doing with that? I don't know what the sunshines were thinking. Let's just look. Let's just go. Let's just keep talking about it. He, uh, okay. He's talking to this alien. His yeah. name is Warp or something, and he's telling. I thought him it about, was like Warf, like like the San Francisco Warf, like. What kind of name do you have? Is is this a flashback to to the San Francisco? Uh, okay, all right. So okay, uh, uh, so this is, uh, and he wakes up in the bed at the end. So it's a dream. So maybe yeah. this is like. But why does it? What's wrong with his forehead? I don't know. Is he a tuna? Or something he had like, like a massive a, head trauma. Like right, it's so anyway. So this guy Worf is telling him that fun is they're 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 in a gravitational pull. It's look, I'm not a sci-fi guy. It's, no. This stuff. Why would you be? It just sounds like babble to me. It, it just does. My head. Gobbledygook. But he's telling him that all these wacky doodle ideas that they're stuck in a thing, and so Webster wants to know if he can get home. And I guess to pass the time, he's going to explain his culture to him. So he gets some really good jabs in there. He's talking about like mud wrestling and everything, and he's talking right. about like and the guy just over his huge head. This guy doesn't understand it at all. Mm-mm. Webster's doing a little dancing for him. Apparently, in the future, dancing's outlawed. 
So I guess apparently John Lithgow from Footloose is now the God Emperor. There's no more dancing in all. Right. It's, it's just, it just doesn't sound like a very good. Well, like it's a bleak future, is what it, I'm saying. It is. Like I mean, that, I if he, even if Webster, God forbid, you know, would go on this long. Is this his future? He can't dance? I know. We're we going to see Robo Ben Vereen come in and be like, I've been programmed to not dance or smile. Yeah, maybe. Which is like a terrible fate. But like this this weird alien guy says that dancing is like often a prelude to violence. Yeah, apparently this so guy. Yeah. The guy comes back with a little gun thing and is like right on Webster. Yeah, he puts it right in his ribs. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that would do, but Are it would you, definitely is he like, burn him. Is he like racial profiling in the future? Well, the guy's black. I guess. But if he's a black alien. Yeah. Maybe he's profiling black humans. Maybe. And that's historically bad. Yeah, it is definitely bad. So they go on, and basically this is, you know, a clip show. It is a clip show, but we Which, had a clip show last week. Yeah. You know, that's I enjoy Webster clip shows. Every time yeah. we get to see these moments again is great. I thought there would be some kind of framing device. Where are the Papadopoulos's? They're not in this episode at all, no, except in the flashbacks. They're not to be even seen. Yeah. I, I guess in the future they're dead. I but, guess. I mean, everybody is. Like, well, Jerry's yeah. dead. Everybody's dead, right? Yeah. They said it was, was like 300 years in the future or something like that. I didn't even keep track. Um. So anyway, speaking of San Francisco, we do get to see the flashback of them taking the helicopter tour of San Francisco, which I think you're right. I think that's where the wharf thing comes from. Right? And they go and they see the, the Presidio and they see everything in San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge. There's that great scene when they fly under the bridge. Right. One of the only good scenes in this episode. And yeah, I mean, Webster feels like he's out of place, you know, in this future time. And so how are we going to get him back? Exactly. We also flash back to we see him dancing with, you know, this is Ben Vereen. This is before yeah. he's Uncle Philip. Yeah. A little confusing. Yeah. Uh, that great number that they do with each other mm -hmm. and uh, Chicago, you know, right. kind of town. And then I, I, after that, it just seems like, uh, pardon my French, it seems like jerking off. Well, yeah, okay? it does. We're just on this future ship. We see a couple shots of it from the outside. It's such a weird, it looks like a swan or something like that. It's such a weird, it doesn't look like a spaceship. Like, no, it fins? doesn't. It's just oddly shaped. Like a rocket ship, yeah. right? Yeah. <sighs> I. It, it just, the whole thing is like foreign to me. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand why they would do this for the last episode of, of, of Webster, like ever. They even show... The, well, you mentioned it before, when they do the, the 10K for uh, yeah. the Papadopoulos Foundation, yeah. you put that in there too, it's like, it's like they're taunting us, it's like they're teasing us by reminding us of these great moments of the show, and we flash back to, I guess he is a robot in the future now, oh, hopefully he can go home. Yeah, I know. And this, let's talk about this main character that he interfaces with, this uh, yes. wolf guy. Yeah. He's like... Played by this actor Michael Dorn. I don't I don't know this guy. I think no. he's done stage work or something. Right. Is he I mean, he is under all that makeup. I mean, he is an African American yes. actor. Yes. Are they trying to set is this a backdoor pilot? Are they trying to like the cabin? Is this are they trying to set this up? Like he's the kind of Ben Vereen character that uh, that uh, Webster's going to connect with in this future time if we go back here. Oh my god! I because didn't I mean, even clearly he needs to that. learn how to have fun. 
Well, clearly. He just wants to do courtship rituals or something like that. And yeah. Like, Have some fun. Yeah, no kidding. But this guy just, he just stands he's there. He's just like anti-fun. Yeah. Like anti-everything Webster. Yeah, he's just a, he's stiff as a board. He really I is. I mean, I guess I could see. Well, it would be a whole season arc, but have Webster kind of soften this guy up. I think that's what he's attempting to do in this episode by, by telling him about like these great memories that he had of things of even, fun. Yeah, and it doesn't even make any sense because this this wharf guy, like he, the whole time he has no idea what Webster's talking about, and then apparently, yada yada yada, the magical science thing is fixed, and they can, I guess, send uh, they can sparkle him back to where he has yes. to be. And so at that point, suddenly, uh, Wolf is like. Oh, uh, you got to click your heels together or something. And it's like, wait a minute, what? So why are we? Does he know the Wizard of Oz? I thing? know. Like, is he a big fan of William Jennings Bryan? Like, how does I don't understand why I, suddenly he can? Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> there's no consistency. There's no consistency. No, it's really frustrating, and I don't. I don't under. I don't. I don't understand. Like, do you know, quote unquote, Earth culture or not? Yeah. Where's George? Where's Ma'am? Where are the four tops? Where's Jerry? I could barely believe that this is an episode. Yeah. Imagine if Jerry had come along, he would have got he would have got hit with a ray gun, you know. Oh, he would have been sure. causing trouble. He's always one of those guys in the pajamas would have yeah, would have zapped him. Yeah. But you for know sure. I, he would have been okay. Yeah. I, we're not gonna get dark and like you know, kill Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. No. That would not be good. But, no. Yeah, but instead it's just Emmanuel Lewis and he is just you can see the sweat coming down. He is just he's, working his ass he's off. He's tap dancing. He is vamping. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, he even like to illustrate fun, he talks about the time his little league like game was not going well because of his pitching. Yeah, that was a rough episode. How is that fun? But he's like, it was the challenge. And then the the wolf guy uh, was like, oh, I understand. Challenge. I think all he what? could do was just try to. Because he's intuitive. You know, he's trying to engage this guy. He could have easily told him about the time that, you know, he let the puppy lick his face or whatever. Right. Or the good, the malts that they had at the Trocadero. But instead, he's just like, I got to connect with this guy. This guy would understand, you know, wanting to destroy your enemies in some kind of competition like baseball. So I've sure. got to, you know, reach out to this guy somehow. Yes. But it just goes right. I don't know how it does. The guy's head is 10 feet tall. I know, it right? It goes right over it. Yeah, exactly. He I, just... I'm, just, oh, I'm just trying to think of other... I'm just trying to think of other. I'm trying to think of other shows that had these endings that are just crazy and like you know out yes, there. And yes. It's like like uh, this is this is worse than when they blew up Walnut Grove yeah. at the end of Little House. Yeah. Which I, up to this point, uh, for me, was the craziest TV finale of all time. Mm -hmm. They blow up the whole town. I know. This is the Webster equivalent. They're blowing up the whole town. What? what They're what, blowing up the Webster, Webster what, town. What? 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 What about, wasn't it like the soap opera where the kid has like the snow globe at the end? Saying elsewhere. Yes. That would even make even, that would make more sense. Yes. Webster wakes up at the end of this. I think we're given to understand that it is a quote unquote dream. And yet his joystick, yes. his Galaxy Man joystick is fixed. And attached to it is a tag that says inspected by number six, Starship Enterprise. Which I think is what. Yeah, that's the swan. Yeah. So it's like. So are these like intergalactic future uh, Geek Squad repair guys or something like that? Why, why are they even? I, I I have no idea, but we are given to believe that this was not just a dream, that this actually I happened. Yeah, I, I would have taken just Poochie dying on the way back to his planet. You yeah. Know? I would have taken a quantum leap. I would have taken, 
Samuel Beckett never got home. Right. I would have taken something like that. Yeah. But instead they take it and they just, they twist it like this. It's kind of a snow globe thing because it's a dream, but it it's is. also kind of real. But it so is real. So what is it? I know. And or like, like, just, you know what? What if terrorists get a dirty bomb and they blow up Chicago? You know, we'll just do a dinosaurs on this. Oh my gosh. You know, we'll just do it at Label Made at ABC. Right. Everybody dies. Ha ha ha. That's how I feel right now. Well, I know. And we don't even see like the Papadopoulos in the end of this. It's not even like when Webster like wakes up from his dream, they like come running in and being like, Webster, are you okay? How'd they get the water out of the basement? I have no idea. None of it. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? I'm, I'm just, I'm disappointed. I, yeah. I, I feel, yeah. I feel betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the sunshines were smoking. Like this, this is against the spirit of Webster. I feel like it is, and it's there are no consequences is... when you can just sparkle somebody up and you sparkle them down. And if you break a joystick, then you have to hide it from ma'am, and eventually she's going to find out, and you're going to learn a lesson about the fact that you need to be honest about when you break things. Yeah, but exactly. Instead, we're talking to forehead guy about who knows what. He doesn't know what baseball is. No, it's over. What is the moral of the story? What is Webster trying to tell us? Don't play a video game in a lightning storm. I guess. I guess. Um, I just. I, I can't believe that. I'm doing this like is that. the last I know, episode. I know. I know. I don't. I. Why would they do this? I don't know. I just. I don't know. I, I think we need to. Let's just let's just wrap it up. Okay. Look, I don't. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I can keep doing this after this. I mean, we had planned, we talked about it before to announce our next project. Yeah. Give us a break where we watch all six seasons of the Nell Carter sitcom. Give me a break. But what, what's even the point now? I, I mean, I don't, we'll just I get don't. to season six and they'll just reveal in the last episode that Nell's really f- from Atlantis and the whole thing has been underwater the entire time. I know, right? Like, I, Joey Lawrence can't even swim. Like, we know this. Right. I, I don't know. I, I I'm 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 also really upset about this. Yeah. I Well we've got the got the years that we had. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. And we, we have led up to nothing. We have all of those wonderful, warm, empathetic stories that Webster has brought us. Yeah, they don't they don't feel so warm now. No, it feels kind of knowing that you can be sparkled to the future at any snap, given time. With a snap of a hat. Yeah. Because there's lightning outside your house. Yeah, careful. I'm terrified of lightning. I, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Look, just maybe we'll be back. Watch this space. I guess. Maybe I'll just stop watching TV forever because everything is a lie. Wow. Okay. Well, I apologize. Um, well, that's it, I guess, for good. Um, Web Trek. You can find it on Bikivius Lacey's YouTube or on Google Play. If you really want to watch this. Yeah. We're signing off for now. This is the Podpodopolis cast saying. <laughs>